Get about the curveball, Ricky. Give him a heater. how much better I feel than, than I did the last few months. And, and it makes you realize that, you know, I thought I wasn't feeling great, obviously, but um, the way I feel just waking up the next last few mornings and getting rolling around today, um, uh, I'm grateful that uh, I got this done and, and uh, ready, to, ready to move forward. What were some of the symptoms that you were experiencing that led you to get checked out and eventually have the procedure? Yeah, it's been the last couple months, you know, I, was, I just felt like a little more lethargic, a little more fatigued. Um, you know, I was having some episodes where I would stand up and feel like I was almost going to black out or certainly dizzy. Um, I was I was really starting to get winded on some simple tasks. And especially, I think, the last week or so, um, you know, I noticed it just like, you know, I played, played catch the other day with Glaber, and when I got done with it, I was just like, winded just from playing catch and and you know I think just some people you know I think even a few of the coaches that I told and I, I told Cash um, but I think like you know Hark and Nev started that um, you know I wasn't I wasn't quite myself or quite as uh, good so they played a role in helping me you know get my butt in there and, and I'm really excited that I did it and feel great right now. Prior to going in for the procedure, it was important to you that you spoke to your team first and they actually saw you. Why was that such an important step in the process of getting this done for you? Yeah, just because I hadn't, I really hadn't spoken to anyone about it. Um, I kind of went into the hospital a little suddenly the night before, like I, I hadn't planned on doing that. And I just wanted them to know that, you know, I was very at ease with, with everything that I knew I, I was gonna have to go through the next couple of days. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure that they weren't too worried about me and that they were, you know, focused on, on the task at hand, which is obviously getting ready for our season. But I just thought it was important that I communicated with them because 
you know, I know having gone down this heart road a lot over the course of my life, you know, I know when people hear things, um, you know, it's, it can certainly, it gets your attention when it's a matter of the heart. And I totally understand that. I just wanted to make sure that they knew that I was in a good place and going to be all right. What did they tell you in the video they sent back to wish you well? Yeah, so Gardy, Gardy was out in front with it and kind of spoke for everyone. And it was just, it was cool to see them and, you know, see, knowing that they care and just wanted to make sure I was all right. And then hearing some of the wise comments at the end that guys chimed in with uh, was really funny. When you had the first heart procedure, did you always know this could be a possibility down the line? No, not this. Um, you know, I've always known that there's something related to what I went through that, you know, maybe pop up. But I do think this is something that's different, um, you know, and, and that's why when I originally went through all my checkups and stuff back in New York and then down here, everything was checking out well with the procedure I had and with the issues I've had in the past. So this is something different. Um, I did not expect this at all. Um, it, it very much snuck up on me, but um, I'm glad we got to the bottom of it because I, I really do feel so much better. You seem like you have a ton of energy, like you mentioned. When are you going to be back here at Steinbrenner Field? Yeah, I'm hoping maybe, you know, tomorrow we're on the road. Um, I'm, I'm hoping to, if, right now it's about passing intake. I mean, I, I'd probably be there today if it wasn't for that. So uh, I got tested yesterday today didn't i actually came to the parking lot to get a rapid test a little bit earlier um so hopefully all goes well with that and i'm back in in the in our little bubble so to speak and uh and i can get back to work i know you are itching to get back here and to see your guys play luckily we'll have you for nine innings today on the yes network so you can watch your team that way uh, but we are all extremely um happy that you came through the procedure well and we're going to see you back on the field soon Thanks, Meredith, and thank you to, to you and everyone with Yes and just everyone really throughout the world that it's been overwhelming, the amount of people that have reached out to me, and it's been touching and humbling, and I'm, I'm so grateful for it and, and just happy to hopefully get back here real soon, but thank you. Hey gang, welcome once again to Rich Koryang's podcast, uh, episode three, season two. We're going to start this week with some off the field news. Um, and the biggest news I would say um, of the week was health related, but not player related. It was uh, the news that Aaron Boone would be stepping away from the team earlier in the week to have a pacemaker installed. Um, so those of you who don't know, he had some health issues years back at the end of his playing career. We had some heart issues. Um, it was pretty serious to the point where um, he actually was uh, kind of making amends just in case the surgery didn't go well with his kids and saying goodbye and and get uh, or getting his affairs in order, as you would say. Um, but this not the case. Apparently, he was having some shortness of breath, dizziness, lightheadedness, and this has been going on through the off season into this season where he decided to get it checked out. And thank God he did. Um, got a pacemaker put in modern science is pretty amazing for the fact that uh 
this guy had a pacemaker put in and a day and a half later, or I should say even later on that night, apparently Brian Cashman said he was FaceTiming him, uh, basically talking about the team and, and, and ready to get back on the field and was on the field two days later. So uh, two days to have um, your chest opened up and a machine put in there to help regulate your heart. And two days later, he was back in the dugout in a spring training game for the Yankees. So pretty amazing. But I thought this would be a good idea to talk about a couple of things. Um, talk about Aaron Boone in general. Um, he's been on the job for a few years now. Um, talk about the job that he's been doing. First of all, thank goodness he's healthy. That's the most important thing. That's great. Um, and it looks like he's going to be a, a full recovery. So that part aside, now we can talk about the actual manager. Um, curious hire for me when we did hire him. Um, no manager experience or coaching experience essentially comes straight from the ESPN broadcast booth um, to be the, the head man of the one of the biggest franchises in sports. Um, I definitely was curious about the choice, but I have to say I'm pleasantly surprised it's worked out really well. He seems to be a good balance of this younger generation of managers who can relate to the players and can um, soak, in, soak up the analytics, which is essentially what I think the Yankees are looking for. But the most important thing is He's the face of your franchise, and he's very good with the media. He's very personable. He knows how to answer the right questions. He knows how to give good answers. Um, whereas Joe Girardi, who I thought was a great manager, um, didn't have the great relationship with the media. He really was couldn't couldn't leave that ball player mode behind him, and we'd get kind of fired up, and, and you know definitely would uh, give uh, media people some fits. Aaron Judge is. Um, not that he is very smooth with the media comes from a baseball family obviously but i mean he is really good with the media um and i think that's what the yankees hired him for essentially i mean this day and age we can debate um do you think they're the manager the major league manager is important or not um essentially with analytics being such a big part of the game right now i mean there's some teams uh, and they'll remain nameless <clears throat> the mets who uh i mean there's rumors that the gms were and the front office piece were, were making out the lineup cards for him and putting them on the desk when the manager showed up. So um, the word is that that's not happening with the Yankees. The Yankees are kind of like a mix. Um, they give him the information. It's for him to do what he wants with. That's what Brian Cashman has said. How much of that is true, I don't know. But I think it's more important right now for a manager of a Major League Baseball team with all the assistants and coaches and specialties you have and coordinators. And I mean, you run down the list. It's insane. If you ever you ever have some time to kill, go try to look up all the actual coaches and scouts and people. I forget scouts, uh, instructors and coordinators and, and replay coordinators and people that work on the Yankees. It's amazing. Um, so the head guy essentially is once the game starts, is going to make those decisions. Um, and of course, he's looking at the numbers. And I think Aaron Boone is pretty good judge of that i mean his record speaks for itself yes he's been blessed with some really good yankee teams but he seems to do a really good job um as the face of the organization not going to embarrass you um and that's not what you want from the new york yankees you know if you are the tiffany of baseball uh teams you want a guy out there that's going to represent you correctly and not embarrass the franchise and he does just that so um, kudos to that. And he's had great success. Hasn't won the big one, but he's gotten darn close his first couple of years. And his record for his first few years is a pretty phenomenal win-loss record. Again, a lot to do with the team. Um, there's been some decisions that I disagreed with, but minor stuff. Um, he doesn't seem to overanalyze the bullpen as much as Girardi did. Girardi was a bullpen. I mean, oof. That's the thing that Girardi would drive me crazy with was the bullpen. But um, uh, Aaron seems to let the guys go a little bit more. Doesn't seem to have as a quick hook. Um, once the game starts. Now, 
the Yankees have always been a, a franchise that's better safe than sorry when it comes to injuries and protecting players. But once the game starts, you know, play ball to the end of the game, he seems to be in control and he seems to know what he's doing. So um, while he was out, uh, Carlos Mendoza actually took over for him for a couple games. Um, I didn't know much about him, to be very honest with you, except that the players like him. Um, and apparently he was up for a couple uh, head coaching uh jobs manager jobs i should say this year boston i believe is one of them not really sure who the other one was i'm not sure if those are just courtesy interviews or what but apparently he's well sought after i'm really good with the players uh cashman made a, a point to say he was bilingual like I, okay whatever um seems to have the players respect and uh, seems to be a pretty good bench coach so uh that being said uh, as far as the injury news and, and other team stuff we'll get to that in the body of the show but just wanted to give you an update on aaron boone he is back he is ready to go um looked good today as i record this on sunday um was up moving around sounded good you heard the audio from him talking about uh how uh, eager he is to be back and um how much better he felt he felt almost instantly so aaron boone back thank goodness and uh, now we can get to actual baseball I'm not going to say that I was surprised because uh, obviously I had previous conversations with him. But, uh, you know, uh, after talking to him this morning a couple of times when he was at the hospital, uh, it made me feel uh, really good. Where The way he was talking, you know, uh, I felt good about it. And then, uh, you know, we had that opportunity to uh, get him on our Zoom call, uh, our daily Zoom calls that we, we do as a staff. And he was on it and everybody was able to see his face. And that made me feel a lot better, and all of us around here made us feel a lot better. Could you tell us just about the relationship you have with him outside of baseball? Obviously, you spend a lot of time together at the field, but there's more to it than that. I'm sure. Yeah, um, obviously, we all we, we know what type of person Booney is on and off the field, and the type of leadership and how much he cares about all of us here uh, on the field, but also our families off the field. And, you know, um, we all are proud. Uh, for a quick recovery we are praying for his family and obviously uh, we got his back and you know knowing Booney uh, he wants to make sure that we are all here staying positive and, 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 and getting our work in Hola Gary, eh, si nos puedes describir un poquito de ese honrón, eh, ¿sabes? Muchos de nosotros nunca hemos visto un batazo así que huele eh, la parte negra de atrás de, del center field. Bueno, nada, en ese momento eh, estaba tratando de buscar un picheo en la, en la zona donde yo pueda hacer un buen swing. Eh, me lo tiró ahí y le hizo un buen swing, se sintió bien. Eh, mi, primer, mi, mi primer honrón en el spin trade, eh, correr la base y eso, me sentí muy bien. Yeah, you know, um, just looking for a pitch to hit there. I wanted something in the zone that I could uh, put a good swing on, and I, and I did, you know, and it felt good. It felt good to connect and uh, run around the bases. My first homer sprint training uh, definitely felt good. Marley Rivera, you have the next question. You Please unmute. 
Um, Gary, te voy a decir una pregunta de inglés y después en español. Um, Gary, uh, this is your first time working with Paul in a little while. Can you talk to us a little bit about how that was? He said you guys worked well together. Gary, esta es la primera vez que tú trabajas con Gary Paul en un tiempito. Gary nos dijo que estaban trabajando muy bien juntos. ¿Me puedes hablar un poco del trabajo que hicieron hoy? Bueno, eh, sí, eh, ya en, en Spin Train aquí le, le he echado un par de VP Live, Bullpen, eh, ya yo lo conozco del año pasado, eh, ahora mismo trata de, de, de ponernos en la misma página, eh, de poder eh, llamar un buen juego, eh, y nada, de yo poder ayudarlo lo más que yo pueda, él ayúdame a mí, eh, y poder tener esa relación buena para cuando llegue la temporada, eh, si tengo el chance de que chale, hace un buen trabajo. Yeah, uh, we've been working together. Uh, we've been working a lot here in spring training. I've caught him. I caught, I believe, a couple of bullpens and a couple of fly sessions with him. Um, and yeah, you know, it was about to get, uh, uh, the idea was to, be, to get on the same page, work together uh, seamlessly. Um, you know, I'm trying to do the best I can to help him. Uh, he's, he's also going to help me. You know, and uh, having having a year of experience catching him, you know, also helps. And Gary, if you, um, when we talked in the off season, you said that that wasn't you last year. Did it feel like you today, and what adjustments that you make? Cuando hablamos en la temporada vuelta, tú me dijiste que el año pasado en el plato no te sentías como tú. El que estuvo en el plato hoy es el Gary Sánchez que tú quieres ser y que ajustes y sientes. Bueno, eh. Quizá esté un poco temprano para pa, pa hablar de eso, pero hoy me sentí muy bien. Eh, he estado trabajando mucho con Marcos Pilla, aquí los Jirincos que están aquí de Liga Menores. Eh, he estado trabajando en quedarme en la pierna de atrás y me he sentido muy bien. Eh, y nada, ahora eh, trata de llevar eso al próximo juego que vaya a jugar y, y, y poner más consistencia en, en el trabajo. Yeah, it's definitely too early. Um... But I definitely felt good today. Uh, like I've said before, I've been working extremely hard with Marcus and PJ, uh, making adjustments at the, in the box. Uh, one of them staying, uh, keeping my weight more on on, the, on my right leg, and uh, keep working. You know, uh, keep working towards that consistency, and hopefully keep improving on the upcoming games. Next question goes to Sweeney Murdy. Please unmute. Gary, you've used that right kick for a really long time, and uh, I'm just wondering how hard it is to stay consistent through that with your timing. I mean, yesterday it looked like you were a little late on the pitch, you slung through, and today obviously everything lined up right, and you hit it where you hit it. Uh, how hard is it to stay cons consistent with the, light, with the high left kick? Gary, in the way that you batea, you use your feet and your feet. You raise Entendiendo todo el tiempo eh, eh, que has bateado de esa manera, que es tan difícil de mantener tu balance eh, usando esa, la pierna de la manera que lo hace. Por ejemplo, en el juego de ayer eh, notamos que tuviste un poquito tarde con algunas rectas. Eh, sin embargo, hoy eh, conecta de la manera que lo hiciste de comunal. Eh, Hablan un poquito de eso. Bueno, sí. Eh, eh, cuando uno está un poco descontrolado en la parte baja... Eh, uno siempre está tarde o talante, pasa esas dos cosas. Entonces, lo que estoy trabajando ahora es mantener la consistencia de poder estar más en la pierna de atrás y de poder sacar la mano un poco más rápida. Eh, y ha estado funcionando. Eh, 
y estoy trabajando mucho en, en el ley key eh, porque como como te dije eh, si estoy si la levanto mucho y me voy adelante no es bueno si la levanto mucho y me quedo muy atrás tampoco es bueno entonces estoy tratando de buscar el ritmo de poder estar en, 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 en una posición de que yo pueda hacer un buen swing sin estar muy adelante sin estar muy atrás Yeah, usually when you lose control in the box, it's, it's because you're out of uh, um, out of balance on your lower half. Um, and like you said, yeah, I've used that leg kick for quite some time, and and usually that's where you find trouble because sometimes if you if you use it too much and and and, and you're too ahead, then you're gonna find yourself out of time. If you use it too much and you stay too too. Uh, too far back then you also find yourself out of time and um, that's why uh, for me it's, it's finding that balance right uh, the balance that works for me and um, connecting in a, in a way that that can help me Gary has, has, have you ever talked about or, or uh, thought about working without the leg kick has that ever been something that you ¿Se ha hablado eso, tal vez, de eliminar eh, eh, la manera como carga con la pierna, o no? Quizás yo lo he pensado en, en un futuro, eh, pero yo creo que si busco una forma de yo poder estar a tiempo en los picheos eh, y de buscar ese ritmo, yo creo que va a ser bueno para mí. Pero ahora mismo estoy trabajando en eso, en... en en busque ese ritmo de, de poder levantar la pierna, quedarme atrás y de poder conectar la bola bien. Eh, pero lo he pensado, pero no lo he hecho. Y cuando tú dices un futuro, tú dices, o sea, tú lo has pensado en el pasado o piensas hacerlo en un futuro. No, no, lo he, lo he pensado en, en el pasado, tú sabes, okay, como no está, okay. no está bateando bien o algo, he pensado, no eso lo voy a levantar y eso, uh -huh. pero creo que he trabajado muy bien en el off-season para pa buscar el balance que quiero para pa cuando empiece la temporada ya está ready. Yeah, you know, I, it's, it's definitely something that I thought of uh, in the past. Um, you know, to, trying to find uh, an adjustment that would uh, help me be, be on time, you know, or, or help me be more consistent. Uh, but, you know, the adjustments that I've made, uh, I feel really good about them, you know, and um, right now I don't see me changing you know i i want to stick to the adjust the adjustments i've made over the offseason and um since i'm feeling uh, much better right now gang so here we go as we talk a little bit about uh what goes on in yankee land this week uh just to cover the news and notes from around camp this week not too much going on and i'll take it um the one thing that i look for in spring training is injuries and as long as these guys are healthy and not hurt i'm on board um i could care less about scores i could care less about honestly stats i could care less about what they do but the yankees especially the yankees of the last couple years my main concern is are they healthy and on uh, knock on wood another week down of camp and no injuries everybody seems to be healthy everybody seems to be ramping up starting pitchers starting to get stretched out to that 40 50 pitch mark which is good uh everybody that you wanted to see things from look like they're showing you things 
um, and some interesting battles, which we haven't had in the past, of these guys that are uh, fighting for those last couple spots. And I think that will be interesting. Um, Jay Bruce hitting a home run, looking pretty good. Um, Andujar hitting a ball all around the field like he usually does, looking pretty good. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens at the end of camp, assuming there are no injuries. And again, I will knock on wood a second time because we can't have the injuries. On paper, without injuries, this team is, I mean, murderer's row. This team is stacked. Um, Brett Gardner, the old man today uh, in the game, a grand slam home run, uh, just yoked one to right field. Um, he looks great. So, again, and he's free, essentially, getting him on the steal. Again, I know, listen, I, I caught some flack in the emails and some of the stuff that some people had said to me that I was picking on Gardner and I didn't uh, appreciate his uh, contributions to the team. Uh, his past contributions go without saying. Brett Gardner, phenomenal absolutely phenomenal um as a leader as a player he's been great a uh, great yankee i just said his skill set today and the price that they were going to have to pay i didn't think it was actually a smart move to bring him back at that price um especially i'm scared to death that it's going to cost clint frazier clint frazier some at bats and i do not want that to happen i want him to get a full season under his belt because i think he could be really special um and i just didn't see the spot for him especially after we signed jay bruce um and with Mike Talkman, I just don't know what's going to happen as far as the outfield is concerned. One of those guys can't make the team. Um, they can't carry Bruce, Talkman, and Gardner as backup outfielders. One guy's going to be the primary backup, and the way it uh, looks right now, it'll be Gardner, which I'm fine with. I have no problem with that. He can play all three positions. He's great defensively, and he's not going to hurt you offensively. Um, I was curious to see kind of Bruce and see what he could do. I liked his pop. Um, but Gardner, you know, he can give you that too. Outside of last year, the year before, it was a solid year. He gave you some power too. So um, the only thing he doesn't give you is that backup first baseman with Bruce. You kind of get a combination of both outfield and first base. Now, 26 guys versus 25 on the roster this year. Um, as far as the bench is concerned, what are they going to carry? I don't know. Um, you know, are they just going to add another pitcher? It has to be, you know, 13-13. MLB rules, so you're going to have to, but where they're going to carry him, I don't know. Um, does Tyler Wade not make this team? I would assume he does, but I don't know. Um, you got DJ who can slide anywhere in the infield um, and play all those bases, so that's great, but you know, you don't really have a backup short spot except for Tyler Wade on the roster right now that I can see. So I don't know, guys. I, I, I Miggy. Where does Miggy fit in? I don't know if he does. He's played really good, solid defense at third base. Um, I don't think he's played the outfield yet this year in spring training, but so far, so good. He made a great scoop today. Um, so he's looked really solid at third base, man. I would love to get him in this lineup somehow. If we could keep him, even if it meant with the expense of Tyler Wade, I know Yankee fans love Wade for some reason. Um, he seems like a gutsy, you know, Louis Soho type of player. But man, uh, Andujar's bat is special. He, he can hit and if he can play a serviceable third base and you can get um geo some some days off there and he can spell him once a week or or something like that maybe slide him in sneak him in for a dh day he, he's going to be well worth it guys i would be i would love to see andujar and frazier with a ton of at-bats this year and just see what they can do i think they can be really special even if it meant using this trade bait you know down down towards the middle of the season towards the end of the season you know put him out there and let, he's got to he's got to rebuild his stock you know he had potential a few years ago where you know he came in second in the rookie of the year but he's had a couple bad years so it wouldn't be a bad thing to build his stock back up i mean what what service does he get at the alternate site playing you know scrimmage games against the other 
you know, the other teams. The AAA season's going to start a month late. So, you know, and it's kind of like Frazier. I give Frazier a lot of credit. You know, Frazier, Frazier was frustrated, kept getting sent down. He kept getting put down and, and you know, he's fought his way back. And, uh, you know, does Miggy have that in him? I don't know. I hope so because I think he could be really special. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm off on a tangent here. We'll break down the positions as we get closer to the end of camp. And assuming there's no injuries, what we'll do starting next week is we're going to go, you know, outfielders, then infielders, then starting pitchers, then bullpen. And we'll break them down one by one. And that'll start next week. But um, the other thing that we were going to cover this week that I wanted to cover this week was Gary Sanchez. Everyone saw his monster home run. If you haven't uh, look up the footage of the shot that he hit over the monster, that's his first of two home runs that he's hit this spring. And he looks amazing. Listen, this is what we, we see from Gary Sanchez. This is the reason the Yankees have not let him go. His abysmal defense um, the last couple years. Uh, but his rocket of an arm, he threw another guy out at second base, and his his swing and his bat is tremendous. Um, I know they brought this, you know, Robinson guy in, Garrett Cole's old buddy. Um, as far as I'm concerned, he'd be fighting it out for Higgy for the backup catcher role. Now, I don't know what the Yankees do. Uh, Higgy's out of options, so if they go with uh, Chirinos, it would mean they'd have to say goodbye to Higgy, unless they're going to carry three catchers, and I don't see it happening. So, because Gary can't play anything else but DH, and the Yankees are DH heavy. They've got, you know, a ton of DHs. They got Stanton, who's your primary DH. You want to slip Miggy in some DH roles. You want to give Sanchez a, a, maybe a few days at DH, and maybe you do carry a third catcher that way. For that 26 spot, I don't see it happening because neither of those catchers can really play any, any all three of them, neither of them can play any other positions. If you could slide one of them in at first base, I could see maybe letting Mike Ford go and, you know, switching some, you know, days at first base with one of these guys, but none of them really play first base. So um, I don't think it's going to happen. I think Mike Ford's going to get left off this roster regardless. And I think DJ LeMahieu is going to be your backup first baseman. Um, Unless they sign Bruce, unless they keep Bruce Gardner, two catchers, so Bruce can be the backup uh, first baseman and outfielder. Um, we'll see. We'll, we'll get as we get closer. That'll start to play itself out. I think we'll get an idea of what they're going to do. But um, as far as Sanchez, look, he looks amazing. He released a statement and said, "Listen, I played like crap. I deserve to uh, to be uh, to to." to be under the microscope you know i played bad he goes but it's just gonna fuel me and it's gonna it's gonna fire me up and so far so good knock on wood again we're doing a lot of wood knocking it looks like um he he's where he needs to be he's playing hard he looks fantastic let's just keep it going um and hopefully hopefully he can revert to his old stuff because uh he is absolutely in the last five years was my player that i picked with the best upside the most potential so hopefully he can keep it going All right, guys, time to get to the mailbag portion of the show. And today's question comes from Bradley M. Bradley M. asks, uh, what, if any, pieces do you think that the Yankees need to make before the start of the season? So first off, thank you very much for your question. I appreciate that. Um, I appreciate anybody who sends in questions. I do look at everything, even if I only respond to the one question a week here on the show um bradley so i appreciate that um if you guys do have any questions um 
richcoryanks at gmail.com is the email. And on all the social medias, Twitter, richcoryankspod, uh, richcoryanks on Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. But um, as far as your question is concerned, what do I think, if anything, the Yankees will do or need to do before the start of the opening season? Um, I'm going to knock on wood for, I think, a 15th time during this show. Assuming there is no injuries, the Yankees don't need to do anything. Um, they are stacked right now. They are absolutely um, right where they need to be offensively, uh, pitching rotation-wise, bullpen-wise, uh, in the dugout. The Yankees have everything they need to win a world championship um, outside of an injury derailing that. There's nothing they need to add. Now, that being said, something might present itself. Um, somebody might struggle. Um you know, as we get close to the trading deadline. But right now, absolutely nothing. There's nothing I would add to this team. Um, People are going to say, oh, starting pitching is a question. Yes, absolutely. There's a ton of questions for sure. But on paper right now, the guys that you have that are all healthy, the rotation, who are you going to add? You have studs, Garrett Cole, Kluber, uh, Talion, Severino's coming back. Um, Justin Montgomery is a five. You know, a lot of teams, he'd be a number two. Uh, the bullpen. You got three guys that can close in the bullpen. You know, three legit closers in the bullpen setting up. You have a, you have a, a, a riches beyond belief in the bullpen. Your offense? Are you kidding me? Um, <laughs> Stanton, Judge, Sanchez, Voight, uh, DJ, the hitting machine. You got guys like Miguel Andujar who can't get on the field. Um, so on paper, their offense is the greatest offense ever, you know, on paper again. Um, now a full season with everybody healthy, with no surprises, this team could be scary. And I've said this before, uh, I look out 98 Yankees. Um, now this day and age with resting players, load management, especially with the injury history that these guys have had, they might not get that opportunity to do that. But I think if they went pedal to the metal for the entire season, and everybody stayed healthy, this team would be scary good. Scary good. So to answer your question, there's nothing that they need to do right now. There's nothing they need to add. There isn't one single position that I would add a player to to upgrade right now for what we have. In fact, there's nowhere to put them. Who are you, who are you, who are you getting rid of? You know, let's go real quick around the diamond. You get rid of Voight, the home run champ from last year? Don't think so. Somebody you'd rather have than DJ playing second base? No. Glaber Torres is stud at shortstop. Maybe there's a few guys that are better defensively, but his potential and his pop from the shortstop position? No. Third base, Geo. I mean, there's not too many guys that are, that are maybe nobody better defensively and offensively more than carries his weight. In the outfield, Aaron Judge, uh, what, what are you doing there? You, nothing. There's nobody you'd put there. Aaron Hicks in center field, a switch hitting guy who has great defense and above average arm. And has pop from both sides of the plate? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Now, maybe left field. Um, right now on paper, there's better guys out there for left field. But technically, Giancarlo Stanton is on the in the lineup. He's not going to play left, but he's a left fielder. So you tell me you put him out there, a former MVP. Um, but I think Clint Frazier is going to surprise some people. But on paper, I would say maybe you could say, yeah, I'd put somebody else in left field. But we have that guy on the bench in Stanton. So if Frazier, let's say, fizzled out and I'm completely wrong and the Yankees are completely wrong and he doesn't work out, you have a pretty good guy sitting over there that can play left field. So, And then catching Gary Sanchez, I mean, he's special. Um, assuming that his defensive liabilities are on, he bounces back to what he was before. Is there another catcher that you, you take besides him? 
I don't think so. So, you know, that being said, uh, Bradley, thank you. I appreciate the question. Um, keep sending those questions in, guys. I, I promise you I look at all of it. And as the season gets um, going, maybe we'll have more interaction as far as that stuff goes. So, again, check out all the social media stuff, guys. I post, uh, you know, a, a once in a while on there. The YouTube page, if you want to check that out, Rich Corey Yanks on YouTube. I only post uh, my segments of the clip. I don't post any audio or video that know that i get from other sources but if you just want to see that part of the show that is up there every day the same day that the podcast drops um so keep sending your feedback i appreciate it guys and go yanks All right, gang. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Rich Cordians podcast. Um, not much going on this week, and I will take it again. Uh, as the season gets started, we'll have some recaps, and we can talk about actual on-the-field baseball. I'm not going to spend a lot of time doing that during spring training. There's no sense in doing it. Um, I know as a Yankee fan, all I want is big-picture stuff. I want that there's everybody healthy, um, how are guys looking, um, how's the roster shaping up, stuff like that, and that's the kind of stuff that I'm going to continue to give you here. Um, like I said, we're going to start next week breaking down um, segments of the team little by little as uh, we have you know another four weeks or so of spring training to go um we'll start to see some roster moves we'll start to see some guys sent down to the minor league camp i would say by the end of next week so uh, you'll get a better idea um not that it's a surprise of who's going to go north with the team but sometimes those guys that hang um on the team longer uh before they get sent down to the minor league complex across the street is uh, a good indication of their potential and their upside going forward and we get a you know a better idea of that kind of stuff so um uh, as far as in-game action, um, I've looked into going to some spring training games. The tickets, because of the limited capacity, are ridiculous. Um, the prices are absolutely absurd. Uh, really sad I didn't get to go see practices this year. That was a big part of what I liked last year. I'm really getting to see the team up close and personal. But um, we'll see. The season's uh, creeping up. You know, We're almost to that point here. I said by the end of the next week when we talk where players start to – they're ready. Um, and it's really just about stretching out pitchers. Um, it happens to me. I don't know about it happens to you guys, too. You start to get itchy for the regular season. Those last couple of weeks of camp are really just frustrating. You Then I'm really paranoid that somebody's going to get hurt. So um, as we get going here, the episodes, once the regular season starts, might get a little bit longer. Uh, we'll have more audio to play, stuff like that. But I'm not going to beat you over the head with the same stuff every week. So as far as that, this week, the word of the camp is everybody's healthy. And let's keep it that way. So uh, until next week, thanks for checking out the show, guys. Go Yanks. Well, he really hit the shit out of that one, didn't he? <laughs> he held it like an egg. Yeah, and he scrambled the son of a bitch. Look at that. He hit the fucking ball. Gotta get some free steak. <laughs> You having fun yet? Oh, yeah, I'm having a blast. Nice. Good. God, sucker teed off in there like he knew I was going to throw a fastball. He did know. How? I told him. <laughs>